Hello and welcome to another episode of Tots. I'm your host, Ben Gardner. Today on the show, I have Zaya. He's a songwriter, avid video game player, and philanthropist. Hey. Zaya, welcome to the hey. show. <laughs> What's going on, man? How are you feeling? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm chilling right now, man. What have you been doing uh, this this quarantine? Have you been writing a lot of music or what? Uh, I've been coming up with some ideas uh, music-wise. I've mostly been like watching a lot of my shit, like movies and shit. Yeah. Just taking the time to relax, you know what I'm saying? And Yeah, I feel uh, that. Everyone needs I guess to get break. my bearings on shit. Yeah, man, I mean, you can't work yourself too fucking hard all the time, you know what I'm saying? You got to have time for where, you know, you take for yourself, and this this, this feels like one of them times to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so much shit that's going on outside, you know, it, it's, and it's, it, it, it just, you know, you won't get this amount of time probably ever again in this lifetime, you know what I'm saying? Like when this catches back up, you know, when we get back to where we're, where we were like maybe a year ago or whatnot, then. Yeah. When things we're gonna start to be get moving. back to normal. Yeah. When, yeah, we're going to be moving. Like people are going to be trying to catch up and, you know, money wise of what they missed and things like that. And just things are going to be moving, you know? So I just want to take this time just to get my, you know, mental cleared up before I, you know, step into any new projects or whatnot. But I've definitely been making, uh, definitely been making song ideas always. So what are what are some of the things? Uh, I don't know how much you want to, you know, kind of kind of give away from from some of the projects that you're working on. So I won't push you too hard. But what you know, what kind of things are you moving towards, and and what kind of projects are you working on right now that excite you? Um, well, I feel like anything that I put my time into, you know what I'm saying, excites me. And it's just because of the fact that what excites me about the music is, is uh, creating it and, and, and coming up with just problem solving, you know what I'm saying? Like sitting here and not having nothing, you know, writing whack shit to, and then turning around and then writing something fine, you know what I'm saying? Or something that's, that's good. And you know, you being proud of that. So, I mean, like right now, pretty much I'm trying to figure out where I want to go from very alone, you know, aside from doing a couple of, um, features and stuff like that. But I'm just trying to figure out my, I'm sorry. (laughs) You're good. You're good. You're trying to figure out where you're going. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just, um, I'm just pretty much excited about that. Being able to kind of overcome this, this little, uh, this little block that I have for, for, um, right now. Yeah. I totally understand that. So, uh, very alone for for my listeners that don't know was uh, your last release that was your last album and tell me about that album and and working on that and um, you know obviously obviously the featured song very alone what inspired that album and that song in particular um basically my life man um, I've really never had a lot of friends, you know what I'm saying? I've really never been, you know, that much of a people's person. Like, 
it's hard for me to catch like social cues when I go out now, you know, what you're supposed to do and what's the right thing to do in the situation when you're being social with people. Right. Um, so, I mean, pretty much just reflecting on, on, on that, you know what I'm saying is what made, gave me the idea to make the project, you know, like I wanted it to be about something else when I first started making it, but the songs weren't coming out. Uh, concept-wise, the way I wanted them to, speaking on what I wanted to speak on, you know what I'm saying? Sure. So, uh, what? but what it was speaking on, it was speaking on, you know, me being alone and me me uh, dealing with that. So, I basically just changed the name of the project that I was working on. And then once I changed the name of the project, I was like, oh, shit, this is actually what the project is about. So... Um, I just went full force into the, into the, um, you know, opening up about me being alone and stuff like that and me feeling alone most of the time. And the song is pretty much just about back in the day in, in, in school, what I used to do, you know, until I found out that, um, you know, you can't, you can't please everybody by not being yourself, man. Like you just gotta be yourself. You know, and, and the song was like, even though it was basically like speaking on the fact that even though life may try to change who you are, you know, through the people who are coming around you, you know what I'm saying? Or even if you look around and you see other people with things that you want, you know, don't necessarily change for it because you can get those things um, by being yourself. But Right. I mean, you. I feel like that song for me, when when I came across your music, um, and also the music video was really impactful. And uh, my favorite line is "Only cool thing to do is be you." And I think you know you're speaking about that a little bit. And and I think we're kind of going in that direction, which is you know a lot of people, um, for whatever reason, I feel like these days lead with like this fake persona, and it's and it's not really who they are. Whether it's because they're worried that the real them, you know, isn't good enough and they're not going to make friends or, you know, maybe they're just they're fake to people because they feel like that empowers them. But I feel like more and more, especially with social media, we're getting into this age where it's like, who are people really like I if I meet someone on the street, like I don't actually know who that is because I don't know which side they're showing me. Yeah, really. I mean, I feel like when you meet somebody in the street, man, like like how you hear people say, put your best foot forward or first impressions make anything. That's because we come from like a, a, a era of you having to be or I mean, not be somebody or but just look the part to get to get what you wanted. You know what I'm saying? Say if you wanted a job at Wall Street, you know, you have to look like you work at Wall Street for them to. You know, at least that's how that's that's my take on that era, because, right, of course, I didn't live there. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what it was really like. But when we see things like and and from the lessons that uh, our elders tell us, it's more like, okay, you know, you have to wear that. You have to act like you have it before you actually get it. You know what I'm saying? Before anybody give it to you, you have to look like you already have it. And I feel like just with social media that's been like pushed toward like it's evolved into something bigger now because now it's like now people have you know access to your life 24 7 you know and nobody wants to seem like 
they're not doing anything. You know what I'm saying? So right. people, you just, they just built these characters for themselves, you know, and slowly become those characters because, you know, it's what works. They they try something, it doesn't work. They try something else, it doesn't work until that one thing clicks and whatever character clicks, that's what whatever character they are, you know. But my whole my whole message is like, yo, you could you could be your like you could be yourself totally. Like I was a person who didn't like going out. You know, I didn't even go to any of my proms, any of my homecomings because of just the anxiety of of going out and being around people, you know, and still I'm able to, you know, make music and go performing in front of people and, you know, in an industry where people would say it's political, which it which it is, it's very political, but you know, I didn't have to build a character to get what I wanted. So I just wanted to convey that to other people pretty much. Yeah. And, you know, so not going to your homecomings and not going to your proms. So was anxiety something that that you struggled with a lot in in high school? And is that something that you still struggle with today, even though you're you're much more known now? Uh, Yeah, definitely. Uh, I probably struggle with anxiety a lot more today than I did when I was in high school. And that's just because it's going meeting people who've because in high school you kind of know you don't know everybody you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but you know a good amount of the people there you know and if you went to a big high school like i did you might not know a good amount of the people there but you um but you know um you know you know a good bit of people you know what i'm saying right. so i feel i feel like the anxiety back then it was just different you know it wasn't like it wasn't like like I had to be somewhere and then I had to, you know, uh, say, impress the people that didn't know of me. You know what I'm saying? Because now, right. now when I go somewhere, when I go to do a show, it's like, OK, I'm on a stage. And even if you don't know me, even if you know me, you're looking at me and I have to do good, you know, Otherwise, you'll get a bad impression of me, you know, going back to those first impressions. Right. And it's and I feel like especially in high school, too, like people value that so much. And I think that does lead to a lot of anxiety. So do you think, you know, you you're pretty popular now and and I would say, um, you know, probably much more popular than when you first started making music Um, on Spotify. You've close to 800,000 monthly listeners. So you're someone that that people look to, they're listening to your music, you're, you know, maybe you're not like, you know, at like Drake level famous and, and, you know, crap like that, but you're still, there's a lot of people that look to you for your opinion and what you're doing and what you're up to. So is that what's made the anxiety worse? And, and what have you done to try and cope with that? Um, that actually could be just a pressure from, just a pressure from everybody, just like, um, having this, I guess, this, um, what's that word? What's that word for when you have, it's not impression, it's they have this, I, I'm going to just say vision. They have this vision of what you are in their mind and who you are in their mind. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
which is I've always built this off of me just being me. You know what I'm saying? And I know who I am. Well, I know a good bit of who I am. I don't know everything about who I am. I'm still trying to figure that out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I know a good bit more than when I was in high school. You know what I'm saying? Right. So now I'm at this this, um, part of my life where, like you said, there's so many people who do value what I have to say now and who do, you know, like my music and, and... you know, care about, you know, I guess my thoughts and stuff like that. But they have a a certain image of me in their head, you know, that they might have made from what I've said in my music or something that they could have they could have um interpreted however they wanted to. And now I feel like I have to kinda be that person. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to, right. when people come up to me in public, I have to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you, I you have to, have to put on want. that show because you feel like yeah. they're looking for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not necessarily trying to, you know, not be myself, but it's just weird just trying to, you know, find, I guess, the social cues and being what I am you know, and how to deal with that socially, because I've never really been good at dealing with people socially anyway, from when, even before when I didn't have a huge following, when I was like a, when I was just a regular Publix working guy, you know what I'm saying? And I had to deal with people. It's a lot different from dealing with people who admire you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, when you're dealing with people who admire you, like I'm worried about how you're feeling. I'm worried about, you know, what you're thinking of me and how, how my, um, how this, what's what, damn it. I just use, I just use that word. How, um, how my impression is on you. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm feel, I'm aware of that mentally. You know what I'm saying? As in back in the day, I don't think I was as aware of that as I am now. Right. And I, you know, that also leads into that, that fan base that does admire you, that wants to know what's going on with you, wants to know your opinions. And I feel like, you know, you kind of said it with artists, um, that record things and, and, you know, you're, you're talking about sometimes very complex things in your music and they just kind of expect from you that like, that's always your headspace. Like if I listen to one of your songs and you talked about, you know, not having friends in high school, like when I go and meet you, if I just listen to that song, I'm like, oh, well, he's still he's like thinking about that right now. And so, like, if your actions deviate from what you've done or said in your music at all, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be a little worried about like people thinking differently of you. But it's kind of like people see you at different snapshots, especially yeah. people who record music in their lives and what they're going through and then to assume that like that person's like that when, you know, maybe they recorded that years ago is, uh, it's difficult. No, exactly. Um, I feel like not, not cause, cause I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily not in the same headspace. Like I still don't, I still keep my circle very, 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 very small. Right. But at the same time, I'm not always, um, it's like it's like having a coin that's like more than two sided. You know what I'm saying? It's like 
there's a lot more to me than the, you know, the intellectual, you know, um, music maker that people, people think me to be, you know what I'm saying? Or believe me to be, you know, there's a lot more to my mind. There's a lot more emotion than, um, just chill because a lot of people say I'm super chill, you know, and I am chill a, a lot of the times, right? You know, but there's a lot more that people don't see that I really haven't given them a chance to to see yet, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just because, just because I'm still dealing with that side of me as a person, you know, and still trying to figure that side of me out, you know, like, right? There's a lot of things that I don't know about myself that other people might be able to pick up on, you know, what I'm saying that you would not necessarily be able to pick on yourself. Because, you know, when you're looking at when you're looking at yourself, you're looking from a standpoint of, you know, knowing what you what you did today, knowing everything you've seen and everything you thought and stuff like that. But other people, they don't look at you through the same lens that you look at yourself through, you know, what I'm saying, right? So, um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, like you said, there's, that you can't, you can't be this person that you hear on the tracks 24 seven. That's a, that's really like a snapshot of how, you were feeling that day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you really can't like, be that person all the time. But people like to box you into that. Right. You know what I'm saying? People like to sit there and be like, you know, oh, he's he he got he got a little bit of friends. He was lying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or something like that. It's just it's just trying to deal with that is a lot more stressful than going to a dance and caring about if you can or can't dance or not, or if you don't have a girl or if you do have a girl with you or, you know, just things, things back in those days on the high school days, the anxiety then was just based off of different shit. You know, it was based off of what am I wearing? I don't have no clothes. I don't have no cool clothes. I don't got no cool shoes. I don't got no cool car to pull up on prom with. I don't got, you know, Right. But now it's like a thing of like you saying, like having to find or having to at least allow people to see parts of me that, you know, I usually don't allow people to see, you know, because because you ain't going to be able to all the time, you know, go out in public and nobody speak to you. Like the first the other day I was at the, the skate park, you know, and I wasn't planning on people to just walk up on me and you know, recognize me, you know, then me feeling like, oh, now I got to turn on this, turn on this, you know what I'm saying? You got to act chill. a certain way. You got to yeah, you make know sure you I got to look a certain way. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, I feel like now the anxiety is based around that. Right. Because it's, you're putting on, you have, you feel kind of like you're boxed into putting on a show for these people or else they're going to think differently of you because they're seeing one part of you through your music, but then there's this whole other part of you. It's like, uh, you know, in uh, Narnia, right? You've got like, your music is is like that wardrobe and you've got the clothes in there and like, it's great. It's beautifully handcrafted and, and it's great. I love your music. But then it's like, 
if you go in and you open that door, there's a whole world behind there that nobody knows anything about. But the only yeah. assumptions that people are making about you are based off of that tiny part of you that that you're showing to people. And and I think that people feel powerful and they judge other people based off of what little they know about them. But like, you know, I believe in 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 any situation trying to give people the benefit of the doubt um, about anything because you don't know what that person's going through. You don't know, you know, what kind of home life that person has, what kind of financial or personal struggles they have. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but I feel like that's part of fame, right? Is you don't want to share too much because that stuff's personal and private. And as soon as you share it, it'll never be personal and private again. But then again, Again, if you don't share anything, people are just going to make assumptions about you that aren't necessarily true. So it's kind of like, it's that double-sided coin to fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I I feel like I much rather have this this um this type of anxiety than have the the anxiety that doesn't really mean anything, you know? Because at least this this anxiety is based off of you know shit that actually matters. Like I want to be. I want to be a, a a good person for people to, you know, relate to, you know, and I'd rather have that to worry about than, you know, me worrying about, okay, I need this car or whatever because of whatever other, what, what somebody else thinks about, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. It's like, this is something that you've made your career and like, this is your life dedication. So to have that anxiety around that is almost like it's, I mean, in some situations, I'm sure like, like trying to go out in public and stuff, um, it can be tough, but it's also like, at least it's based on actual stuff that you're trying to do and, and feelings that you have instead of like, you're saying like the clothes and the cars and all that stuff. Cause none of that really matters. Yeah. And that's not really shit that you want. That shit that like you think you want because you know, you're trying to impress other people. You want to you want to be in a situation in life that people can look up to you and admire you. You know, that's what that's what you want when you want to when you want a nice car for like, I guess you could say the wrong reasons. Like you want people just to admire you for what you have instead of what you're what you're doing. So to, right. to, to have anxiety for over, you know, having shit that doesn't really benefit you but it's just for people to admire you in the same way that i'm looking for people to admire me but it's based off of you know you know actual thoughts and and you know working for it you know instead of just having so people admire you for having you know right well because nobody nobody cares about the work ethic anymore it's like they they want to see you in a nice car they want to see you with a bunch of stacks they want to see you with a nice girl and a nice house and, you know, like gold chains and diamond, like, but they don't actually care, like, what you had to do to get there. It's, it's so superficial. I feel like, you know, we touched on that a little bit with like the social media, you're only ever showing the best side of everything. And, you know, for better, or for worse, that's what people are, are looking for. But I wanted to talk about your music videos, too, because um, I was looking at those the other day. And I was noticing this trend and I, and I couldn't put my finger on it. And then I was like, oh my God, like, like you don't in any of your music videos, like flaunt any, you're not trying to like flex on people. And I feel like a lot of music videos now are like, look at all of this shit that I have. But 
in your music videos, I feel like it's it's this storyline typically, like very alone was you at the school and and talking about friendships and relationships and things like that. Um, and then, you know, I, you had another one um, talking about like, like you're having issues with the person that you're in a relationship with. And to me, those are so much more impactful than just like, you know, look at me in my Lamborghini with with all this money. Um, so like, where does the inspiration for that come? And and was that a conscious decision that you made to, to, to kind of reject the the modern trends of flexing on people? Um, I don't think it was a conscious decision. I think it's just because I know I don't have a Lamborghini. So <laughs> for me, for me to go on a music video, rent a Lamborghini, just to flex and say I rented a Lamborghini is like, is, it's just lame. You know, I do have a Mustang. I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to flex shit though. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm not trying to be like, look at this shit that I have because I mean like, you know, like what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Like I, to me personally, I don't feel like people are give a f like that. You know what I'm saying? Like if I got a Lambo tomorrow, people would give a f for tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Right. But then after tomorrow, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's a normal fleeting. thing. Yeah. You know it, it doesn't last. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything, you know, they want it because it's that instant gratification type. Like, I want to see you flaunt that. But then it's like, you didn't actually make an impact. You were just like, you know, look at this money that I had at this point in time. Exactly. But everybody can relate to relationship problems. Everybody can relate to being in high school and feeling left out. You know what I'm saying? These are just core human experiences that we experience. So, I mean... I'd rather, you know, have somebody look at that and, you know, maybe learn something from, you know, some uh, an experience in my life or, or, or from learn something from my thoughts than them, me just flex on people just for the sake of, you know, making it seem like I have more than other people, you know, like, because I mean, at the end of the day, when you when you saying putting Lamborghinis and chains all in the video, I mean that's what you're saying is is you know look at all this shit that I have that you don't have, you know because I'm pretty sure other rich people ain't looking at other rich people buy cars and being like you know I need to I need to do this you know what I'm saying the only people that the only people that they are capitalizing off of when they put a Lamborghini in their video or they put a chain in their video is they're capitalizing off of people who don't have that, who want it, and who look up at them like, oh, I want to be like them because they have all this shit that I want. Right. Yeah, and it's it's kind of disingenuous too because it's you're well aware of the effect that it has. And, you know, from a marketing perspective, it works for a reason because all those people that don't have it, they want to see that and they they look at that and it like triggers something inside of them. But it's like, you know, it kind of cheapens the whole thing versus like, you know, your music videos deal with like real issues that people can relate to. And so that's still going to trigger something inside of someone, but it's, it's not a jealous or envious response. It's a, oh yeah, like I, I know what that feels like. And I've been in that exact situation. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like videos like that are at the end of the day, a lot more, 
I would say, I wouldn't say entertaining, but I feel like they're just a lot more, I guess, deeper. I, w- I would say in, in, you know, fans getting to know you and you getting to know fans, you know what I'm saying? It gives them a, a, a look into your life and the way you think about things, which I feel like when you flexing and you doing all that, it doesn't really show too much other than cool shit, you know, so. Right, and it's more about the stuff than the situation. Exactly. Yeah, I totally feel that. So what, you know, you you make a lot of music, um, and, uh, you know, I've I've been enjoying getting to know some of your music for the the past couple weeks. Um, For you, like, how would you describe your music and your style of music to someone that's never heard it? Um, there's a lot of sides to my music. Um, so for somebody that never heard it, I would have to say it's probably, it's probably, it, it's very abstract. It's very versatile. You know, it's, it's not. It's not, um, I guess you could say it's not boring. You know, I don't know. I've yet to figure out, you know, because a lot of people, when they make music, they can be like, okay, I make, I make bubblegum trap music or I make, I make, um, you know, life, um, lo-fi motherfucking or whatever. They can put a genre to their whatever and have this, have this, um, I guess, adjective to describe their music perfectly. And I don't really have one of those because, I mean, my music changes so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's never, like, one thing. Like, you look at you look at Barry Alone as a whole project and then you look at Jumo, or not even Jumo, you look at On God and then you look at Barry Alone or Interstate and they're just so different. You know, they don't even sound like they're supposed to live in the same world, but they just fit. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I feel like it's 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 really it's really abstract and it's really it's really um based on yourself, you know what I'm saying? It's based on the listeners um however they see however they see music and however they read music, you know what I'm saying? Because some people would call Jumo or R&B song and some people will call it a rap song, you know. So right. it's it's really something that you can look at and you make a you make a um, decision on what you want it to be, you know what I'm saying? And I guess that's how I made it to be. I wanted to be really I wanted it to be really versatile and I wanted to be like really something that you have to listen to and you make a you you uh you kind of make compartmentalize it as something that um, what is the word for it? I'm, I'll be trying to find like super good ass words that can describe <laughs> what I'm trying to say. I feel you know? that, yeah. It's uh, it's like that saying like "beauty's in the eye of the beholder." Like it, it depends on who's listening to it and their personal influences and what they want it to be for them. So it's versatile. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. I think a lot of music doesn't do that. 
a lot of music sits in those categories and you're told how to feel about it. You know, like, like if I'm listening to something from, you know, a, a popular artist and they are a rapper, it's like, that's going to sit in the rap category. It's going to get played on all the rap charts. And I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm basically told by the genre and all of their other music, how I'm supposed to feel about it. But I think when an artist steps out of that and they're like, I don't really, I don't really have a genre that I stick to or that I fit in, you know, I kind of bounce around, which, which maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, uh, talking out of my ass here, but maybe part of your, part of that style is also kind of how you were in high school, not really feeling like you fit in anywhere, but kind of bouncing around. Oh, that's a really good ass muff. <laughs> yeah, that's some really good talking about your ass right there. Cause that yeah. might just be it. There we go. Exactly. That might just be it. Cause I, I mean, like that, thinking about it, thinking back to high school, that really makes sense for what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Because I did, I couldn't find where I fit in. I, I used to want to hang with the drug dealers and I want to hang with the skaters and then I want to hang with, you know, the fucking basketball team until I found I feel like my place in high school was on a video team you know what I'm saying like it's, right it's like two people three people and we used to just film the football games and basketball games and you know work on video projects and that's what I felt the most the most um at home I would say you know yeah. you didn't really have to be bothered with that many people you know and you know most of the shit that you were doing you could do by yourself but that might be a really, really good explanation to why I am the way I am today. So I thank yeah. you for that counseling. Absolutely. I will uh, I'll have my accountant bill you. Um, so Gosh. to move on, um, you know, so you're, you're from Atlanta. How does where you're from and, and where you choose to live affect what your music ends up sounding like and, and the kind of the topics that you talk about in your music? How much of an effect does that have on it? Um, to me, I would say not a huge effect. I, I wasn't really super into the city. Like I wasn't really that person who was like, oh, my favorite team is the Falcons. I, I learned to love the Falcons because of my parents, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And the Hawks because of my parents. And that's how, I, that's, that's the only people I've really ever been to see, you know, um, uh, motherfucker often. So, um, I would say, it, it, if anything, it's made me, being from this city has made me feel a lot more alone than, than anything. So, in that, the, in that case, I mean, it's helped me a lot because of my last project, you know, mm -hmm. being named very alone, it goes perfectly with, with, you know, what I was doing. But, I mean, and, like, Sound-wise, I don't think that the sound really, the sound of what people in Atlanta was doing really, like, um, influenced a lot of shit that I've been doing, you know, and that, that's right. only because uh, I wasn't huge into that um, until a few years ago. I wasn't even hugely into music until a few years ago, let alone, like, Atlanta music and Atlanta culture. I mean, now, since I've kind of gained more of a um, 
appreciation for music as a whole. You know, I'll go back and I'll listen to some Atlanta uh, artists, but the mostly the only artist I was for real listening to from Atlanta was like Outkast. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, other than that, I ain't even really fucking know nobody like that. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I wasn't super huge into music. I wasn't super huge into, you know, the scene of being from Atlanta. I didn't even know what it, what it meant to be from Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Or from, from my city. I didn't know the, um, the importance of it. I didn't know the value of it. Mm -hmm. So, um, while I was growing as an artist, I don't feel like Atlanta has influenced any, any of the music up, uh, up to now that you have heard, you know, that I've put out. I don't think it, it influenced it, um, much aside from making me feel more alone and making me feel more like, uh, people not really listening to what I'm saying or, you know, and that gave me the influence to make this project. So I guess if you want to look at it from that standpoint, it's helped me a lot. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, uh, other than that, sound wise, I haven't, I haven't really pulled any, pulled any inspiration from, you know, the scene in Atlanta, aside from Outkast. Like I did this one spin on, um, prototype, from Andre, mm-hmm. Andre, uh, yeah. I did a spin on that on my SoundCloud, but other than that, like it, it I don't think it's really affecting my sound all that much because I've I've never really I haven't even really had friends like that. So right to say that you know a whole city influenced me is just like okay, where where did it influence me? Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. My my mom and my dad, you know what I'm saying, really influenced me, you know what I'm saying, like in the choices that I make, stuff like that. But other than that, like, I can't see where the city has, you know, took in my sound and me being like, oh, I'm going to take this from this or I'm going to, I remember this from this song, I'm going to try to. Make a flip on that, right? You know, what I'm saying? it's more just from you than than the place where you are. And I, th- yeah, yeah, I feel like different different artists have different experiences with that. You know, we have we have artists in different places that are like where they are is such an, a huge influence on their music, and then there are other artists like you know you, for example, that are like I this is where I happen to be, but it's not it's not reflective in my music because my music doesn't have anything to do with where I am uh, geographically. It has everything to do with where I am in my headspace. Yeah, mentally, yep. Which is, yeah, exactly. I, I feel like that's a huge part. Um, so, yeah, what would you say is the coolest thing that you've gotten to do um, as an artist and or maybe, like, you know, your favorite thing that you've been able to do with your platform? Uh, I will always say go on tour. That's the coolest thing I've done so far with having this platform. Cause you just get to meet so many people. You get to meet so many new faces, you know, and you get to see your music work work through people physically, you know what I'm saying? Right. In your face. You get to see how they react to it and you get to see how um 
how they enjoy it, you know what I'm saying, and how it moves through their body. And I feel like that's the like that's the best feeling ever to to be able to experience that. Uh shit, other than that, um, I'll say people walking up to me, you know, it's it's pretty nerve wracking, but at the same time it's pretty like pretty exciting. I bet, Just, yeah. It's like these people listen to me and and they recognize me from from whatever, and they they were able to come up to me and and start a conversation with me about my music. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's it's exciting. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it gives you a rush. You know, it, of something that you know. Like I didn't have a lot of notoriety when I was in school, so to be able to you know for people to come up to me now and and be like, "Yo, I listen to your music," and I really with it you know it's really helped me or it's, it's done whatever for him you know um that's that's really exciting um what else have i done that has been pretty cool to do um uh definitely people that i looked up to musically has hit me up and that's pretty cool. That's exciting. Really? Yeah. Um, sheesh. Uh, what else is brand? People have been, people send me shirts. Really? Like send me shirts and, 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 and hoodies and stuff. And that's pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Like people think I'm important enough to, to send, send a, a shirt. Right. Yeah. Send a shirt or something that they put their hard work into and give it to me with my name on it or something or, or a letter or a message that feels really good too. Uh, but shit, other than that, man, I'm still, you know, experiencing shit for the first time. Yeah. You know, so, and that's always exciting to be able to experience something, you know, that I've never experienced before and, and, and something that makes you feel so good inside. So I, I'm looking forward to more, you know, new experiences. Yeah. That's incredible. So, when is your next project coming out? Do you have a do you have a release date for that? I don't have a release date for my next project coming out. It's probably going to be closer to either the end of this year or the beginning of next year around January or February. Okay. But those are not confirmed locked in dates, so I don't right. want anybody to take it and be like <laughs> January February. Nah, nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, but right. Uh, I do plan to be releasing music uh, closer to the end of this year. Okay, probably That's around awesome. like November, October, or something like that. And what are uh, what are these projects focusing on? You don't have to give away too much, but what what are you trying to do with with these new projects and this new music that you're working on? I'm still trying to basically figure out. You know, what I'm saying I, I uh, after making Dairy alone. You know, what I'm saying I see that a lot of people have the same. Um, relate to me really well on the um, front of just not being um, just not being like really really good socially you know so I might stick with that uh, concept you know what I'm saying um, but I don't know I really want to come up with a good visual concept first right I want to try it that way because last time I didn't really, I didn't really go for that side of it. I didn't try to make like, like a say like a character, 
and build the project around like a character. And I really want to try to do that next project. Like I want to have like this character that's outside of myself that is like, I don't know, visually really cool. And then I want to build around that, like kind of making like a soundtrack for a movie. I think that's okay. the way I want to go about it. Yeah. But I don't, I don't really. That's really interesting. I, I like that. Cause when you go for the visual piece first, you can craft the music to, to kind of fit something like that. And then I think that's going to help people's enjoyment of the music and like how they're consuming it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I still want to be as, as, um, still want to be as, I wouldn't say versatile. I still want to be as, um, well, I do still want to be as versatile, but I still want to, still want to hit people with the meaningful shit. Like I don't want to make nothing that's, that's not meaningful. I don't want to make anything that's just like, okay, this is a trap song just to have a trap song. You know, right. I, I want everything that I make to be like really meaningful and really, um, just really positive for people to hear, be able to hear and listen to. Yeah. But, uh, other than that, I, I don't know. That's all. That's my dilemma right now. I think that's what's stressing me out the most is, is just trying to find out where you go from, you know, very alone and making a project that's that's better than that, that exceeds that, you know? Right, because it only just came out. Yeah, it came out like two months ago, two, three months ago. So, yeah. I mean, like, you know, people asking me now, you know, when you drop it in the next project? And it's like, <laughs> ah, I just did I'm the last to figure one. It out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How it just came out. Be happy with that for a little bit. It's uh, it's the never-ending uh, cycle. It's like people but, always hey, want more of you. People, but that shit, that's, uh, that's what, you know, I signed up for it. That's what I want. You know, I'm just happy people want more music, you know? So. There you go. You got to be grateful because it's, it's a fantastic thing to have that many people that are, you know, listening and, and watching what you're doing and, and trying to hear what you have to say. And then to exactly. to eat that all up. And then come up with, hey, we loved that. Like, that was great. We need more, like, right now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, People exactly. have to wait for it, you know? Yeah, while you're putting it together. That's great. So Exactly. What would you say is the main goal of your artistic career and, and of your music? What, what are you trying to accomplish with it? I feel like there's different things I'm trying to accomplish. You know, it's just, it's just like, you know, like you, like we had um, said earlier today about um, things in life being like snapshots. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're not always in the same, same thing. Like right now, my main goal that I want is I want to make sure my family is straight from, doing the music you know what i'm saying like right. my first my first goal is to make sure that you know the people that i love are taken care of you know what i'm saying and um they can just you know experience the happy parts of life um or more of that because because of me you know i just want to have that on lock uh and then towards you know going into like five ten years down the future i want people to just 
know that you don't have to, you don't have to muff do the shit that people do to be somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to, you know, go out to parties that you don't want to go to or because you feel like you have to politic with people in your city to become somebody. You know, I want people to be able to be comfortable being themselves, you know, and being alone, you know what I'm saying? And being not the, not the it guy, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever these constructs is. And I want people to know that like, you don't have to do one thing. You can do whatever you want. Like life, you can be, if you want to be an astronaut, you can be an astronaut. And I don't want to say that as in like a, you know, like your parents will tell you, you can be the president. Like you got to put the work in if you want to be an astronaut. Don't just think you're going to become an astronaut. Right. But like you can do that and be a rapper at the same time. You you can do whatever you want, literally. But like, I just want people, I just want to like clear these fucking boxes that we have. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I want to take those away. There's so many preconceived notions too around, you know, doing what you're passionate about and, and going for it. And I think, you know, the music world or um, really like any, any recorded arts, I feel like people get, people aren't comfortable themselves. Like they don't like hearing themselves on tape. They don't really put themselves out there with their stuff. And those people grow up and those people have kids. And then their kid is like, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be a rock star. And they're like, absolutely not. Because that was something that they never had the confidence to do and never, you know, push themselves to do. And then it's like this cycle until someone breaks out of that. And they're like, no, no, like I, I'm going to do music or I'm going to do a podcast or I'm going to do, you know, whatever it is that they're passionate about. And, um, you know, it takes hard work to get there and stuff like that. But I feel like if more people took chances, we'd probably have a lot happier people. I think a lot more people would be happy. Bro, definitely. Okay. And that, that thing with the parents and they're not having the courage to do what they wanted to do and pushing that off on you, that is definitely a thing. And if you're the first to do something artistic in your family, it'd be an uphill battle, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't expect your people to sit there and you know be all for it of course they're gonna support you with whatever you do right you know if they're if they're good people but that i don't that don't mean they're gonna fuck with it you know what i'm yeah. saying like my parents did not fuck with me doing music until until i got signed the day i got signed is the day they started cool with me. <laughs> They're like, yeah, okay. It's, with it's okay. Like, okay, I can see this thing turning out. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like I've been telling you this for the past, I don't know how long. You saw it before it happened. And you were exactly, confident you know in I'm that saying? outcome. You, yeah, exactly. It, it's just you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know. And it's not knowing the meaning of like uh no, you just gotta, you just when you feel like quitting. You just gotta don't quit. You know what I'm saying? You have to stick with people, it. You have to even those because there's days that I be like, this is really what I chose to do with my life. You know what I'm saying? But because right. there's a lot of doubt. You know what I'm saying? Like you always gonna have doubt. I'm so doubtful of myself all the time in this in this music thing. But I just know in my heart of hearts, like. The only reason, the only way that I'm going to fail is if I let that doubt 
you know, sit and fester and I listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because you, you definitely got to doubt yourself. You know, I'm pretty sure, you know, I don't know for certain, but I'm pretty sure, you know, legends that people we consider legends doubt themselves all the time, you know, and they've doubted themselves all the time. When you're dealing with a path that's not something that is is already proven when you're dealing with, you know, just going off of faith and going off of, you know, your own, your own mind. And there's nothing to really tell you that you're going the right way. You're always going to be doubtful, you know, but you just, the, the bigger thing is, you know, overcoming that and using it to, to, to make something better. Exactly. I love that. Hey, Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. No, thank you, G. I'm glad you had me on it. It was a good talk. I know that I can be hella awkward when I talk or, you know, <laughs> You're hella can draw out when I talk. You know, I try to try to think of shit before I say it, you know, and try to think of it as much as I can because I tend to overthink shit. But I'm, I'm just glad that, you know, that, you know, you gave me the opportunity to be on here and, and to be awkward in front of people. So I appreciate you. Man. Absolutely. Hey, everyone's awkward sometimes. I'm awkward like all the time. So I got you. And and it's important, hey. you know, it's important to to figure these things out and, and to show the real side of people. So thank you again so much for coming on. No, thank you, man. You were breaking up a little bit. What'd you say at the end? Oh, I just said, I just said thank you so much for coming on. And, and I really enjoyed... Uh, our conversation. I think you've got some good perspectives on, on a lot of stuff in this crazy life. Yeah, uh, man, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out just like the, everybody else, you know, there you go. Exactly. And that is going to do it for this episode of tots. Thank you guys so much for being here, for listening, for supporting the channel and everything that you do. We are eternally grateful to you. I really enjoyed this interview with Zaya because I feel like a lot of the music that he puts out, I can really vibe to. So please, Go check him out on Spotify. If you want to support the channel even more, you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash tots podcast. There you're going to see our different tiers for as little as $2 a month. You can make it possible for us to continue doing what we love to do, which is make podcasts and bring content to you. Some really exciting announcements. We have some very big guests coming up this season. I am super excited to get those episodes out to you. Um, we currently have about six or seven different interviews recorded, so it's going to be a fantastic season. I can tell you right now. Um, another update is we actually just added our YouTube channel, go to YouTube and look for tots podcast. Uh, please give us a subscribe there. We're going to be posting a bunch of clips from different episodes and really interesting parts, um, that you might not have realized happened during the main episodes. So that's a great place to go for just quick content. If you need your little fix of tots, go there. Um, I, I'm also supposed to push our social media. Please, please, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TotsCast. And listen to us on Spotify. You can also do that at our two websites, www.totspodcast.com and www.marketwithben.com forward slash tots. I would greatly appreciate you guys continuing to listen. I hope you have a fantastic day and I'll see you next week.